Previously on Wove Inspiration. It first started when I never thought that I would even be an advocate. I was going through a domestic violent relationship and one of my life coaches at the time told me that my purpose was around the my biggest secret, something, my biggest, darkest secret, something that I was going through, something I didn't want to tell anybody. And it was that I didn't, I wasn't ready to admit that I was in a domestic violence relationship at the time. This is Wove Inspiration. Here to inspire, encourage, and uplift. Well, good morning, good morning. This is Althea with Wove Inspiration's Monday Morning Motivation, and I am so excited to have this special guest on my show today. Her name is Anne, and help me to pronounce your last name. Lenars. Lenars. Okay, I, I didn't want to butcher that. I really didn't. I meant to ask you that before we got started. Inspiration. <laughs> And thank you so much for being on the show today. So tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm currently a single mother of a amazing 11-year-old daughter. Okay. And uh, I try to structure all of the stuff in my life around that and my ministry. Um, I do a lot of Christian ministry in the realm of like writing books and public speaking and coaching. And I just do a little bit of everything. Like I get into art projects and community service projects. I get really, you know, if somebody needs help, I'm there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that passion to help is, is there for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So also, uh, um, I did not forget that you just had a birthday Thank and you. so happy belated birthday. I wanted to say that. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks. You're very welcome. So you have a book that's called Perfect Love, A Hero's Journey. Tell me a little bit about your book. Well, Perfect Love, A Hero's Journey is actually a pretty unique book, I think. Uh, God really worked on my life to show me the process of the being born again. And I wanted to share my testimony in walking through all of that. So okay. I took the hero's journey developed by Joseph Campbell and applied the Christian walk to it. Um, it's a process that has three major parts with 17 subsections in it. And he believed that every major heroic tale, whether it was mythological or anything of that nature, followed it, give or take a few steps. Mm -hmm. uh, so I applied the Christian walk to it. And basically, it's like going from accepting faith into the repentance and transformation process that you go through into fellowship and leadership, just that blooming process growing from a seed into fruit bearing. Okay. Okay. And you also have a second book that is, is it out or it is coming out? And that's redeemable. It's coming out really soon. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, give us a little preview about that book as well. Redeemable. I am a founding board member for a new nonprofit called The Canvas. And okay. when they first asked me to participate in this project, it's a, it's a halfway house, but we like to call it a full house because we're trying to do things a little differently and make it focused on like the rehabilitation aspect yeah. for people coming out of prison to reduce recidivism and improve the reentry process. And what ended up happening was they invited me to go to a conference all about reducing recidivism out in Palm Beach. And 
everything they were talking about was so in line with everything God had been putting on my heart about how we need relationships and community to help people come out of these bad situations. It can't just be all this strict, you know, force type stuff. We need to really mm-hmm. get to people's hearts to help them change. And one of the speakers got up on the stage and she said, uh, she was telling to a room full of prison correction officers and coaches and therapists, you know, all these professionals in their field. And she's like, don't ever forget who is redeemable, everybody. Yes. And it just, it just hit my heart so hard that I decided to use this opportunity to write a book that talked about how Christ follows that rehabilitation and reentry process for us, helping Mm us come out of sin into being, you know, more godly character. So yeah, that uh, actually sounds really good. One of the things that you had mentioned as far as um, being redeemable um, is the idea of people, ex- the church accepting people where they are. And for whatever reason, um, well, here, what I've noticed is some churches are really having a hard time doing that. I don't know why. <laughs> But yeah. they, they seem to be having a really hard time doing that. And so what do you think is is the, the issue surrounding that? Well, honestly, I think the issue at its core is that when you read the Bible, it covers this full spectrum start to finish of defining the word love, both mm-hmm. from the angle of protecting people and needing to say no sometimes, and also from the angle of grace and forgiveness and kindness. And we have a hard balance to find, but it covers such a wide spectrum of information that you could pull any verse out of the Bible, out of its context, out of its true meaning and mean, make it to mean whatever you want. Exactly. So you could support any viewpoint. And I think what ends up happening is we get all of these people who are, you know, they're finding a legalistic interpretation that cuts people out of the body instead of bringing them towards healing. And that really breaks my heart because they needed that same forgiveness and healing from Christ. So they need to be offering it to other people in turn and not saying, well, now that I have my faith, I have to protect it so harshly that I can't help you too. Mm, That's good. Yeah, that's real good. One of the things that um, my husband, he is, he is the pastor of our church. um, He taught last week was there is a particular group of individuals that, well, we actually kind of look at it as a, a, a club, so to speak, and that anybody has the ability to join. And there are way too many of them that are you know, coming from the church, and that's the club of hypocrites. And oh. so, <laughs> oh yeah. So it, it seems to be growing, unfortunately, and, and, and there has to be a means and way of us uh, counteracting those individuals that are a part of that club because it's discouraging a lot of people from coming into the church and it's, it's yes. fortunate. So um, what you are doing for as the full house, uh, the halfway house for the individuals coming out of prison is phenomenal because it is so needed in this day and time. Thank you. I'm really excited that we're doing it. And we're trying to do it in a way that's going to offer them life skills. Like not just, you know, here's your driver's license. Here's a way to get a job. We want them to know how to do their laundry and cook food and have basic life skills that, let's face it, if you've been in prison for 10, 20 years, you may not know how to do anymore. Mm -hmm. You may have completely forgotten how to take care of yourself. And without the help 
to not only learn how to do these things, but learn how to do them yourself. Yeah. That's, that's priceless. Yeah. Is there any um, counseling involved in this as well? At this current point in time, we're taking more of a coaching stance with it. Okay. And that's kind of the information that I was getting out of that conference that I went to as well. They were saying that where people were really getting the most transformation was coming out of the coaching mentality. Okay. And, you know, I, I think there's something to that because it's a little less strict it's a little like I don't have to diagnose you I don't have to prescribe you I'm not a therapist I don't have to do any of that like legal stuff I can just support you and say where are you now and where do you want to go how can I help you get there Mm -hmm. you know so that's kind of more the direction we're going and then they'll still have to because they're coming out of prison they'll still have to maintain their requirements for parole and probation type things so they may have to still take counseling on their own uh time just that's not going to be at this point in time through the program okay okay and so you were also a part of a second nonprofit organization called strategies for life so tell me a little bit about that as well oh my gosh this is like my beating heart right now (laughs) (laughs) strategies for life is partnered with living free and they're kind of all over the country right now uh, but they do, uh, they have like probably 30 different programs. Right now, I've been really focused in on their Christian Insight program. But I've been facilitating these groups, running this Living Free program. And Strategies for Life is sort of like our local nonprofit so that we can raise money to give people free supplies and books and content that can't afford to participate. Because some of these books are like 10 bucks a piece. Mm-hmm. But it's like this whole new approach to the group concept. I'm not here to tell you what to think. We're here to follow what the word says, pull out this ability to identify ourselves in Christ. And the way that it's structured to cause personal reflection has been just so powerful with all of the people that I've been doing this group with. It's just been blowing my mind. I'm so happy about it. Okay. But it's, it's, it's just so different. You know, it's it's not your twelve step program. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you you're you're um, I I don't I I cannot remember the phrase, but their own their understanding of that higher power. It's really that's always been like, mm, I don't know about that, but I I understand that people have to start somewhere until they uh, discover that that individual, that higher power that we're talking about is God. Let's, let's, let's recognize him for who he is because he is definitely the higher power, not the higher power of your own understanding. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Let's, let's call it like it is. So to figure out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It took me a while as well to really, cause I, when I was, um, in college, I had to do an internship at a, um, and I had to attend some AA meetings as a part of it. And when I heard that, the, the phrase and everything, I was like, hmm, that's interesting. But, you know, right now, like I said, wherever they are at that point in their life, um, just believe that eventually they will get that understanding of that true higher power is God, and he is the only person that we seek so absolutely and that's and that's why I like this living free group so much because it is definitely meeting people where they are and instead of saying 
telling them what's wrong in their life. It's helping them find the process of identifying the problems in their own life themselves. Yeah. They talk about life controlling problems, which is such a broad scope because that could be anger. That could be fear. That could be any number of things. And it's just, it's just so powerful. It blows mm-hmm. my mind. Yeah. So with your experience, you, you have a uh, special emphasis on suicide prevention and that seems to be very prevalent in this day and time, specifically among our young adults. So how has, how, in your experience, how have you been able to help those individuals? I feel like the calling on my life has been to try to work with people in one-on-one moments. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a really, I could give you a whole long sob story where I battled depression when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And then in my adult life, I actually lost three different people to suicide and it it just it shattered me it forced me towards God to reconcile it and heal from my grieving yeah Um, and so and then after that happened I ended up encountering like a friend called me to say goodbye one day he's like I'm gonna do this tomorrow and I just wanted to say goodbye to you and the experiences that I had been through and talking with people who had worked for suicide prevention hotlines and, and AFSP and all of these things, uh, it gave me the ability and the confidence to be able to talk him through saying, but there's another choice. Yeah. And, and another time I showed up and a friend had swallowed a bottle of sleeping pills and I rushed him to the hospital in time. And it's just been one of those things where now I've been through enough to be able to visually identify the signs Mm -hmm. that people just don't pay attention to the little things. Like when people start attention seeking, but also isolating at the same time or, you know, those, those little things that you can look for that show that somebody's really hurting more than they're letting on. And I just take the opportunity to let God move me towards them and reach out and say, Hey, people care about you. God loves you. How can I help? And I, I feel like that's getting me somewhere, but you know, only God knows. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and also one of the other um, things that you really work with, which is actually a major passion for me, is domestic violence victims. Um, yeah. I I've been an advocate now for well over twenty something years, and um, <clears throat> one of the things that has really been kind of discouraging when it comes to the body of Christ is that we or some of churches do not know how to handle uh, issues of domestic violence. When there's members in your church that are going through domestic violence, it seems to be some form of bias that's going on um, in the church. Uh, From the male perspective, they're like, oh, I don't see, maybe it was something that she did or did she say this or say that? Or they're using the word out of context where that, that word submit comes into play. So what's your right. take on that? <clears throat> I think the whole culture has shifted so much that it's, it's jarring to identify. Like I, I had an ex who was really passionate about the concept that men get abused too. And that it's not just women who get domestic violence issues. Mm-hmm. It is predominantly seems to be more women but I think just the overall people are so scared to speak up and the people I've known who have encountered domestic violence situations when it comes to the church have often been encouraged to you know heal the marriage 
And yes, well, you know, I do believe that God doesn't like divorce. I also believe that he hates violence and exactly far worse. And it's such a delicate situation because sometimes the interference or the support from outside when somebody speaks up, but they're not committed to walking away can just make things worse. Mm -hmm. So it's something that is just so underplayed and under discussed in the community. And it is, it's hard to solve because you know, people, especially godly people, really want to keep the marriage and heal it. But at the point where somebody is physically abusing you, right. the healing is often not going to show up. You know, that it, it's very rare that I've seen somebody turn around from that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there just needs to be a culture growing that accepts that if somebody is being physically or, or even just hardcore emotionally mm-hmm. violated in the marriage that God doesn't condone that, right. that God is not okay with that. And that we, there are other answers. We need to help these people and not silence them or tell them they're wrong or push them under the rug because we don't want to hear it. Absolutely. Yeah. So what's keeping you motivated doing everything that you, cause you're doing a lot. <laughs> you're writing <laughs> books, you're, uh, you, you're on the board of, for two nonprofit organizations and you're doing a lot in the community, what's keeping you motivated? Love. (laughs) You know, I hate to sound like super cheesy, but uh, years ago, God put it on my heart. Like he just gave me this moment where I finally clicked and understood what his love is like. And I've, I've just been so motivated since then to try and share as much of his love into this world as I'm capable. I don't want to waste a single second because there's so many people who need it. Like, how can we hold back anymore? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And you also, um, I also saw that you do YouTube Bible studies. Is that correct? Yes. Actually, okay. my channel is called Peace is the Road. And that's kind of the blanket name for all my projects, just so that I can kind of tie everything together with a bow. Okay. Um, But yeah, I do Bible study videos there uh, usually once a week. Right now I'm doing a musical and it's taking up my recording time. So I'll resume making them again, September 15th. I'll start that back up. But uh, it's, it's so nice to be able to just let out this comprehensive biblical view, because I feel like the message that I'm, I'm sharing in a lot of these videos is we do still need to turn away from sin. We need to repent, you know, and, and that will heal a lot of the problems that we have amongst ourselves. If we actually care about behavior and don't fall into this hyper grace mentality where grace is covering us so much mm-hmm. that we, we decide that we can do whatever we want and hurt people and not care because we can be forgiven. Um, and finding the balance between truth and grace because Jesus was both. And I think that's what really ends up bringing the epitome of love that is able to walk in peace. So that's a lot of where my Bible studies all kind of come back to each time. Okay. And so what suggestions do you have for those who may be struggling to um, basically determine what exactly, because you're a life coach as well, what exactly they want to do? What I I don't know. I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know which direction I should go. 
you know, these are some of the questions that somebody may, and I know they've asked me, and I'm sure that they ask you as well. So what suggestions do you have for those individuals who's trying to find their purpose? I think, honestly, the Living Free program says it better than I've ever found said. So I'm going to mm-hmm. kind of borrow something they say. But there's three resources that God gave us, the Word of God, the Spirit of God, and the people of God. Yes. And you can always turn to all three of those to find your purpose, your value, your direction in life. You know, God will always guide and direct your steps. And if he can't do it through your prayers, he's going to do it through his people. So as long as we don't isolate from each other, as long as we call in and connect and, you know, pull in the resources that we have amongst friends, as long as we let them be our mirror and talk things out with them, we will always find the way. But if we isolate ourselves, if we separate ourselves, if we get too prideful and say, I'm too good to talk to you, you know, mm-hmm. any, of those, any of those things that cut off connection are always going to hold you back from your purpose, hands yeah. down. Yeah. Connecting with the right people that can take you to, a, to the next level is so important. And also by above all of that being connected with God and so that he can show you what your purpose is as well, because he will definitely reveal it to you when you have a conversation with him and like, Lord, I don't know where I'm going to go, but you know, because you know the plans that you have for me. And I am so grateful and thankful that um, this is podcasting was like the last thing that I thought I was going to do. And, but God has a sense of humor and that our (laughs) ways are not his ways. Uh, Our ways are never his ways. And uh, so, yeah, thank you, Lord. (laughs) Amen. So do you have any upcoming events or projects? Now I do, you have the book coming out, Redeemable coming out very soon. Are there any other books or projects that you're working on? Well, I tell you what, once I get the second to sit down and write them, I have three more books in the back of my head. Okay, (laughs) okay. One's going to be apologetics, one's going to be on leadership, and one is going to be all about communication skills. So I'm going to yes. get those out as fast as I can because they, they're all mapped out in my head. I just have to type them up and get them done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and currently right now, I'm actually out back behind the stage. I'm going to be in a musical locally. It's called Mystery. It's a faith-based musical. And I just have to give props because our director, he wrote the show. He stars in the show. And there's nothing like it. It's got apologetics and it challenges people to think, but in an entertaining way. And like, I've never seen anything like this in the whole world. So look it up, Mystery Musical. Uh, it's it's amazing. And I don't think I can explain it. And you just have to look it up and see. Okay. All right. <laughs> that's going right. to be September. That's going to be most of my September. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and so how can people reach you? There's plenty of ways. You can find me on facebook.com backslash pieces the road. That's my general page. Anybody go there. Uh, there is also the YouTube channel. You can find pieces the road. And I always link in the description field in every video, how to get into the Bible study group on Facebook from there. So if you want to get the more intimate discussion, uh, participate with people, it's a smaller group, but it's all people who are really devoted to seeking the Lord. And I really love where that group is headed and where it's been going. Um, and my website is www.piecestheroad.org. So that's got all my contact information as well. Okay. And do you do uh, one-on-one uh, life coaching um, as a service as well? 
I do. Uh, it tends to be more of a mentoring scenario. Okay. Right now, I find that I, I don't want to charge people. You know, that's where I'm at mm -hmm. right now with life coaching. I don't want to ask people for money to help them. That's where I'm at in life. So yeah, yeah. I do mentoring uh, and it's kind of a case by case basis on what you need. Some people call me and they just need one conversation to feel better right. and kind of sort through something. I have other people who connect with me once a week. You know, I just, I do what I can, but anybody who, rather than taking money towards myself, anybody who makes a donation for that kind of a service of the mentoring, it goes towards the charities that I get involved in. So I yeah. just pass it through. Yeah, I can, I can definitely relate to the not charging because I do biblical counseling, but I don't charge. And the, the reason why I don't charge is because God said to me, well, you know, salvation is free. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> the world Girl, you is free it. as well. Some See, there you go. Fight me that. And I'm like, you know what? I'm trying to have a, the heart of God here and just make it accessible so that people yes. who can't afford, you know, that kind of help can have something somewhere that they can connect into. And so many people are like, well, you're, you're giving away your time. You, you, I'm like, come on now, let me love mm -hmm. people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the resource, because we, we have the ultimate uh, resource. I'm not worried about the other things. The money will come. From, you know it. Yeah, so I, I don't I don't worry about that at all. So do you have any last words for our listening audience? You know, if I'm gonna have my moment to say it, uh if you don't know Jesus, get to know him, he's amazing. That's yes. My last word. <laughs> definitely, definitely get to know him. Well, Anne, it has been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much for coming on to the show today and breaking away from your rehearsal. I really appreciate it. <laughs> It's been great talking to you, too. I love it. Awesome. This is Althea with Wove Inspirations, Monday Morning Motivation. You guys have an awesome day, and God bless. Thank you so much for taking time out to listen to Wove Inspiration. If you'd like to follow us, we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at W-O-V-E Inspiration. If you want to leave a comment or question, or if you're interested in being a guest on the show, email us at woveinspiration at gmail.com. This is Althea Richardson. I hope everyone has an awesome day and keep moving forward.